Welcome back to Life's a Garden. I want to start off this episode by thanking everybody who came out to our show this weekend. Thank you all for showing your support. My band Cutthroat. I speak for all of us when I say thank you very much. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you to anybody who purchased merch. If you would like to purchase merch, if you haven't yet, get a hold of one of us. You can get a hold of the band page. We have plenty of shirts and hats still available. So swoop that stuff up because it looks hot on everybody. Um, make sure to go check out the band page. We got plenty of content on there. We're going to have videos. Um, and stay tuned for future shows. So thank you all for that. Let's get into the episode. Hey, hey, it's episode 49 of Life's a Garden. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Life's a Garden. How's everybody doing? You guys having a good day? Having a good week? I hope so. You guys get filled up with gas? You got plenty of trash bags full of gas? God, I hope so. How goddamn stupid is that story? And you know what? I'm going to hold off on that one. We'll come back to that. How about? I don't want to start off on a irritating, stupid note. That's not how we start the show. We want to start the show on a high note, okay? So let's start with something, uh, something more fun to talk about. Uh, let's start. Uh, I want to talk about the show, okay? We had, we had a show this weekend. It was awesome. Um, there was a couple. There was a lot of highlights. I will say that. A couple lowlights. So let's talk about it, okay? Um, first of all, played at Andy's. It was, uh, I thought the venue was great, you know, like, it, I, I grew up in that bar, okay, like, my, my grandma used to run that bar, and my dad, that's basically his, his second home, his Andy's, so, uh, you know, I've, I've been going to that bar forever, never thought of it as a concert venue, or, or like, you know, obviously, I wouldn't call it a concert venue, but like a, a show venue for, for live music, never really thought of it like that. So it was interesting to play there. I had seen a show there before, so I kind of had seen what it was able to do as far as crowd and and how the stage is set up and all that. It's different, and it was fine. Like, it, it worked out just fine for uh, as far as be people being able to see us, us being able to interact with the crowd and whatnot. Not the most ideal setup, but we made it work. Uh, we had our own, we had a sound guy come in. Thank you to Chris from Fake News for coming in and helping us out with uh, sound. Did a great job. Made it every bit better than what it was going to be if we didn't have him. Seriously, we had we have our own sound system, but it was nothing even remotely close to what he provided for us. And so having that definitely made the show better. Plus, he had lights and stuff. Just seriously elevated the quality of the show tremendously. So huge thanks to him. Huge shout out to them. Check out Fake News. So shout out to Fake News as well. Um, Mopskito 
band called Mobskito opened for us. They did a great job. They brought in a lot of people. And so it, it was a good time. Glad they showed up and played with us. Now, here's kind of where one of the downsides comes in, for me at least. So Mobskito had their fans come. And when we got up, a lot of them kind of took off. Which, you know, that shit happens. I get it. It's honestly sometimes better to be an opening act and and uh, not headline because that tends to happen, especially for local shows. Your crowd shows up, and so what, what happens is if you're the opening band, you get your crowd, and then you get the uh, headliner's crowd, or if there's three bands, one, whatever. You get the bigger crowd when you're the opening band, typically. Sometimes you get it where the headlining band, their fans will kind of show up late because they know they're going on late. But for the majority, you as the opening band get a good mix of the crowd of all the band's fans. So, and that's good because you get more eyes on you. People who generally probably wouldn't see you, see you. And now that's not a slight to Mobskito, of course. They don't control their fans. And to all the credit to that band, they stuck around and saw us. And there were several people from that crowd that did stay and watch us. So that was awesome. um, A highlight that I will say, okay, let me just say this. Of course, I am always forever grateful to anybody who ever comes out and sees us. To me, it just felt like, and maybe it was the venue, maybe it was the way the venue was set up, and generally a lot of people like to sit when it comes to shows. That's fine, and I get it. As a rock band, you you typically want people standing and like, you know, really getting into it, gets the energy going, makes you on stage feel more like what you're doing is is resonating with the people. And so that to me at least from the from on stage was lacking a little bit. And so I I personally for for most of the set felt like Maybe people weren't as into it or like we we weren't performing as well. And so uh I don't know. But but of course that's that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. Because we, we were able to get people to come up, which was awesome. People were really getting into it toward the end. And ev- everything I heard afterwards was awesome. We had really good feedback as we usually have in the past. Um, a huge positive, okay? There was a lot of people there who had never seen us before. So that was awesome. It seems like every time we play a show, there's a, there's new people there to see us. And this time, I swear it, over half the crowd had never seen us before. So that's a huge positive. That's more eyes on us. There's more people who, who have gotten to uh, consume our content and kind of see what we're all about. So big thumbs up on that aspect. We sold a ton of merch. We sold out of hats. These hats right here, we sold out of them. Fortunately, we're going to have more of them coming in at the end of the month. So if anybody is interested in having the trucker style hat, which is the one I'm wearing right now, we're going to have more of those coming in. We still have quite a few flex fit hats. So if anybody's interested in getting a hat, we got them. We got plenty of shirts. We did sell a few shirts last night, which was rad as well. But yeah, man, overall, just a, just it was overall a great night uh, like I said, just a, just a few minor lowlights to me. And uh, personally for me, as a performer, 
the way I performed personally, um, I didn't think it was my best performance. I think like at least halfway through the show, the first half, I felt like my voice wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. So I definitely think I, I missed a few a few uh, moments there, at least vocally. I thought the stage presence was fine. I thought we all did very well together. We're getting more and more comfortable being on stage together. So we're able to interact. We're able to like move around and feel comfortable with each other on stage. So that was good. And the, the recordings I heard sounded good. So I might have just been in my head on stage. And everything I heard actually did sound good. And let me just tell you this. I this this is humbling to be honest. I got some of the absolute best compliments I've ever gotten in my life after this show. Um, I had one guy who's in another local band come up to me and say that I am personally one. He he's seen us multiple times. He's told me that I'm one of his favorite vocalists in town. So that was a huge compliment. Just for anybody to say that. Especially somebody who's in a band. Um, I had somebody who I didn't even know come up to me and tell me that they they were there with a friend. They didn't even know who our band was. And they were just there with a friend. And that we like made her want to stay. Like They were thinking about leaving. But, but we the way our sound was made her want to stay. And she specifically said that me vocally um, really hit a note with her, and she she really enjoyed my voice. Which personally, I, and I'm just speaking personally. She, this is no slight to all our other guys, of course. I mean, I hear so many compliments from the guys in my band, which comes as no surprise to me because I already know that the other guys in the band, the guys I work with, are some of the best musicians. Some of the most talented guys, just awesome guys to work with. So when when I get compliment, you know, I get compliments from those about those guys all the time, and that comes as no surprise to me. But when I get compliments, you know, I I'm I'm very like I try to be humble with it, and I try to not let it get into my head and not like try and get a big head about it. But of course, it is nice to hear. You know, it's always nice to hear a compliment, especially about something that you're really passionate about, something that you work really hard at and you want to get the best performance and you want to and you want that to resonate with people. And she, you know, so for me to hear that, it really meant a lot. It it definitely gave me a confidence booster in in the vocal department as far as that goes. Um I had one gal uh, come up to me and say, because in between songs, I like to kind of talk to the crowd sometimes, and and sometimes I'll give like an anecdote, much like I do on the show here. And one of our songs, or one of our new songs, was about kind of being lost and it, you know, emotionally, spiritually in your heart you feel lost sometimes and you feel like you're trapped within the darkness and like it's easy to 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 feel that way but to know you're not alone 
and that everyone has felt that way. So I kind of made a little speech about that, and I, I pretty much put it exactly like that. And she came up to me afterwards and was like, wow, that really, like, that, that hit a chord with me. That really, like, resonated with me because I'm kind of going through some shit right now. And so for you to talk about that really kind of spoke to me. So not just from a, a vocal talent standpoint, but just from, like, we were able to reach somebody kind of in a, you know, we, we, we reached somebody in some way and, uh, that, that, and that's all that matters, man. If you can, if you can reach one person at a show, then that's a, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. And you can reach people in a lot of ways at shows. Like I said, you can reach people in the way that maybe it, it actually affects somebody's life, or you can reach somebody with just the performance. And hey, you made somebody forget for a moment. You made somebody like just escape into the music realm for for a moment in their life. And I think we did that last night. So a huge, huge um, shout out to the guys in the band. Great performance all around. I thought we did awesome. So we're just going to keep keep it going. We're not stopping. We're here to take over. You have not I mean this is only the beginning. This is just the tip of the iceberg for us. And I got to just tell you man, seeing all that merch out there seeing so many people wearing shirts, people wearing hats. It got my dick hard. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Um it was it was pretty awesome to just to see all that merch out there. And um, it, I woke up this morning and I kind of realized, you know, you go through so much time before the show preparing, promoting, um, just all the little ins and outs of it, getting the sound figured out getting the venue figured out, just all the little things. And it feels like a lot, you know, it feels like you're really working up for something big. And ultimately, and this has happened with every single one of our shows. Ultimately, what happens is, how do I put this? It's not as big of a deal as I feel like it, I'm putting in my head. You know what I mean? Like to me, with all the work you put into promoting and doing all this stuff, I'm not saying we it was underwhelming of a of a night as far as like, but it's just how it is. Like that's how it is to be a local band. You're not gonna get that eruption of and. I, I, I'm just I'm saying this I, I'm, I'm I'm reflecting this wrong and I, and I should have thought about this a little harder I guess but what I'm saying what I'm trying to say is there's no need to overthink it I think that's the best way to say it there's no need to really like have feel the pressure and feel like we really need to to go so far mm, 
that's that's not the right way to say because we always want to go above and beyond we want to we want to put on the best performance we want to do everything at a heightened level because that's what stands out but there's no need to have pressure you don't really need to feel the pressure because the stakes aren't so high that's what it is because like i said you're putting all this in and you feel like there's a this kind of immense amount of pressure to overperform and to over um, deliver, which of course we always want to do, and we always will put as much effort into any show, because I think eventually that will come back to benefit us in the end. But it doesn't. I guess when I, I when I think about it, we're getting more comfortable, and that's good. You know, the more we do this, the more comfortable we're getting. And the more it'll be easier, especially like on stage, you know, I had a few hiccups just when talking to the crowd and the, and the in-between stuff I had, a, you know, it was, there was still some nerves there, but I can see, you know, you're learning. It's a learning process. And I definitely learned a lot of things last night. And so the more we do this, the more repetition we get, the better and better we're going to become. So a lot of lessons learned last night, a lot of positives to take out of it. Overall, a great night. We did good. And we're we're just going to take that and build upon it and move to the next level. So hopefully if you guys didn't see us last night, you'll come out and check us out at the next one. We'd, we'd love to see you. And uh, yeah, like I said, we're, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're taking over. And uh, in typical fashion, post-show, and I'm talking about the next day, my neck hurts because... At a show, your boy bangs. Your boy bangs. And of course, you know what I'm talking about. Bang your head! So, yeah. Fuck. My neck. My neck is stiff as a motherfucker today. Which happens every show. But that just that just goes to show you got to give all all you got at every show. Put all your uh, put all your energy into it, and hope if you're not let me just put it this way: if you're not sore the next day after you perform a show, you didn't perform hard enough. So we take these aches as a uh, as a sign of success. Bang your head, and also not only does your boy bang. During the show, he bangs after the show. If you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, just to wrap this up about the show, thank you all for coming out. Thank you to Andy's. Thank you to Mopskito. Thank you to Chris for doing the sound. Thanks all around, everybody who showed up, everybody who supports, and to everybody who, who shows up time and time again and is at every show. It doesn't go unrecognized. We appreciate you, and we will see you at the next one. Cheers. Now, let's talk about these gas-guzzling dummies out here. As I'm sure you've all seen now, the endless cycle of videos and pictures of idiots out here hoarding gas 
Fortunately, this has really only been on the East Coast and Southern areas. Not necessarily where I'm at. Thank God. And I don't want to spend too much time on this because I don't like spending time on idiots. But it needs to be addressed. The real point I want to make is this is very obviously similar to the toilet paper thing where everybody was hoarding toilet paper. Now that was everywhere. That was here. That was everywhere. And the thing about doing that, the thing about these gas hoarders, the toilet paper hoarders, it's selfish. And it just shows to the, yeah, the absolute selfishness of people. If you're somebody who does that, not only are you a goddamn idiot, but you're a selfish idiot at that. I mean, who needs to wipe their ass that bad? Now, I understand gas is a pretty important thing. Everyone, you know, it's, it's a pretty big resource that we rely on. But the fact that people are so scared to lose their convenient resources that they have is absolutely mortifying it's 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 heartbreaking really like people are just so goddamn afraid they won't be able to wipe their ass with a piece of paper that they don't it's like oh my god i can't just like step in the shower and rinse myself off i can't like that's not happening there are alternative ways to clean yourself much like there are alternative ways to get around Oh, you can't drive? Hey, get your fucking lazy ass on a bike and ride around. Get get on walk. Get on the city bus. Yeah, there's other ways of transportation. And I get it. I wouldn't want to be without my vehicle. Yeah, it would be a huge inconvenience. But I'm not going to be some asshole hoarding gas in garbage bags. You, you see these guys fucking filling gas in, like, these totes? What the fuck? You, how, how are you going to get that in your tank, first of all? You're just going to, like, tilt it with a funnel? I'm sure a lot of these people are looking to, like, sell it at a, at a heightened price and all this. And I don't even care. Like, I, I get it was, like, a hacked thing or something like that. I don't really look into it. The pipeline got hacked. I think they got it back up and running now. I don't even care about all that. The The whole idea of it getting shut down, whatever. That's that. I don't care about that. They'll deal with that. The thing I care about is the mentality of people and how selfish they are to hoard things for their own convenience and without thinking about others. Without thinking about the consequences that might have on other people. Not, not just on people itself like your neighbors or your community but the consequences that will have on the overall 
market of that product. Like gas is going to go up everywhere. Toilet paper was in high demand, therefore the prices went up and that affected people in the long run too. People just don't think. People are are very uh, self-absorbed. And I'm not talking about everybody, of course. I'm talking about the specific people who do this. And the people who take those products and look to get a profit out of them by reselling them, they're the biggest pieces of shit of them all. Those are the people who I hope that gas fucking ignites when they're on the freeway. Just a big ball of fire flying down the road with a crispy motherfucker in the driver's seat. Yeah, those are the biggest the, those are the biggest pieces of shit. And uh, they if they're not burning in their car, hey, you can guarantee they're going to burn in hell. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, fuck those people. That's all I want to say about that. Don't be selfish, all right? Don't think about your neighbor. Think about people other than yourself. That's all that shows, you know. Just take a lesson from it. Don't be selfish. Um. Oh, hey. You guys want to hear basically the dumbest thing? Speaking of dumb, speaking of people who are dumb... Uh, I don't completely fall out of that category myself. Now, I'm not dumb for hoarding gas. But, I, uh, I, I did do something very, very stupid very recently. And it might have been one of the dumbest things I've done in a long time. Not only was it dumb, I felt dumb for the reason I did this. So, Here's what went down. About a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I was at work. I had cut out a windshield. And when putting the windshield in, it broke. This tends to happen. This is, I think this is, it doesn't happen often, but I think it ha- it's happened a handful of times. You set the windshield in, and it breaks. Usually it's because there's some kind of flaw in the windshield that I was I didn't see beforehand. And so what you have to do, you got to take the windshield back out. It's already been, you know, we already put the glue down. So now you got to wait about a day for the glue to dry. So then you got to recut, you know, you got to let it sit overnight, cut the glue in the morning, put the new windshield in. It's a total it's a fiasco. It's a it's a huge pain in the ass. So every time it happens, it irritates me. So I'm already irritated. Um, I pull the car up after, you know, getting all this stuff, you know, whatever. I pull the car up into um, one of the guys I works with, Stall, who wasn't there that day. It was his day off, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just park this in his spot let it sit there overnight, and then I'll move it back in my spot in the morning. Or later that night, whichever. Um, <clears throat> so I pull the car up, 
into his spot. Keep in mind, the windshield is its not in there. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I absolutely hate bugs. Literally terrified. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. I've talked about this before. If you're a new listener, now you know. I am absolutely fucking mortified, terrified of bugs. I hate when they f- come at me. I, I have this instant reaction of like, ah, you know. So I pull up into this guy's stall. And sure fuck enough, from out of nowhere, this giant ass beetle flies straight at me through the open space where the windshield was. So, and it lands on me, right on my shoulder, and my instant reaction is, and I swipe and I just jump out of the car. And guess what? car wasn't in park so the car luckily I had hit the brakes so the car wasn't at full speed it started lurching forward and I'm like oh shit oh shit oh shit I start getting back in and to hit the brake I I was able to stop it but not before it rammed into the guy's desk and I'm just like Fuck. I've never had an accident at work like this. I've never wrecked a vehicle or run into anything or done anything, you know, maybe dinged a door or something like that, but nothing that wasn't fixable. Fortunately, this was fixable. I backed the car out. I'm thinking, fuck, I just, I just broke the bumper off this thing. I dented the hood. Like, I'm just so worried about the vehicle. Luckily, there was just a few scratches on the hood that I was able to buff out. No harm, no foul. The next day, because I had pulled the Jeep back in my... It was a Jeep. I pulled this uh, the Jeep back in my stall before... I, I pulled it back at the end of the day. So I come in the morning. I start cutting the glue out of this, of this Jeep that I had just done the... That, you know, I had been... I had to redo the windshield on. And the guy whose stall it was comes up to me and goes, Hey, do you know who ran into my desk? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, that was me. I mean, there's no point in lying. We have cameras in there. And he's like, Well, all my shit was knocked over. And I'm like, Oh, fuck, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't even think about, like, the fact that I probably knocked all your shit off your desk. I was just worried about the vehicle. My my head went straight to, oh, God, like, I just fucked this vehicle up. So when I saw all that and I was like, I got to fix the vehicle, I didn't even think about fixing his, like, stuff. So he came in that day and all his stuff is just all over the place. Yeah. My bad. But I hate bugs. And that's what happens. When a bug comes flying at me, shit's going down, something's getting wrecked. So that was my dumb moment of the uh, week. 
And, of course, I mean, everything was fine. The guy, he was just wondering what the hell happened, and I apologized, of course. I didn't mean to do that. I, I've, if I would have even thought about it, I would have cleaned up his stuff. So, we're all good, though. <laughs> um, yeah. I gotta tell you, speaking of bugs, when I was uh when I was driving to pick these up when I I was on the inter- I, I drove on the interstate to pick up the hats and man I gotta tell you every time I'm driving on the state seeing those bugs splatter against the windshield turns me on I love that just knowing that every every turn of the wheel I'm taking the life of another piece of shit bug that's the best thing I could do with my life that's the best thing and <laughs> now they're talking about these fucking cicadas I don't know if you've seen this they're talking about like thousands of cicadas are about to emerge out of the ground after 17 years of lying in sleep. And this might be the biggest nightmare of my life. I know cicadas aren't harmful, but they're bugs. And to know that thousands, millions, I think, bugs have just been waiting in the ground and are about to emerge that's my worst nightmare now I don't know for a fact if that includes my region if that includes Montana but if it does you can bet your ass on a on a Sunday afternoon you're just gonna see me driving up down the interstate doing the Lord's work murdering cicadas all day and you don't gotta worry about me running out of gas cause I got trash bags full in the tailgate <laughs> I I will dedicate my life to just blasting bugs with my truck. That'll be my new job. I'll, I'll do it in my free time. I'll do it for free. Doing the Lord's work, baby. Uh, um, oh, actually, now that I think about it, that wasn't, that was the, that was the dumbest thing I'd done. I have done recently. But there was another dumb thing I did lately. God, it's just... I guess it was a dummy week for me. It's just been a dummy week all around, man. Dummies everywhere. Um... <laughs> that's the name of the episode, actually. I just thought... Of, I, that's, that's what it's gonna be. Dummies everywhere. I love it. Um, 
Uh, okay, here's here's my other dumb moment though. I and it, and, it, and speaking of my truck, actually, even I, I it was it was involved my truck. Now, luckily, I didn't get out of my truck without putting it in park. I swear to God, too. Every time now I drive, anytime I drive anything, when I get out and I walk away, even when I walk away from the vehicle, I just picture the vehicle like moving forward. Because now that I've done that, like it's ingrained in my head. It's like, it's almost like I feel like I forgot how to park, and now I think that I forgot every time. But anyway, so this was um I don't remember when this was, but I, it was on a weekend. I went and got McDonald's breakfast, and. I don't know why, but I decided, hey, I'll get a caramel frappe. I haven't had one in a while. Normally, if I get McDonald's breakfast, I'll get it, come home, drink a pot of Black Rifle coffee. For some reason, caramel frappe sounded good. So I ordered one. I got the large one. Brought it home. Now, for some reason, I decided to take the caramel frappe out of the cup holder set it up on my little cubby area the one that's in the middle don't know why made no sense I open the door I turn to grab said frappe and sure enough elbowed it all over my passenger seat this is a brand new vehicle I've only had this vehicle 8 months maybe more it's 10 months whatever I've had it for a short time I have yet to spill anything in it and yet the first thing I decide to spill all over my seat is a sugary coffee drink (sighs) now Did it ruin my day? It did. At that moment, it completely ruined my day. I cleaned it up as best as I could just to get like the maiden stuff out. And I came inside to eat my breakfast. Pissed off. I'm sitting here cutting pancakes, cutting through the styrofoam. Just angry. Now, There's a lesson to be learned here. And I learned a great lesson that day. And that is... To not sweat the small things. And I've thought of this before. I... Now, okay, you know... This was a lesson that I was honestly waiting to... Have happen to me. Where I could, like, actually act upon it. Let me take you back a little bit. Um, when I was with my ex-girlfriend, I had a tendency to overreact to very small stuff. Probably a lot of the reason why she left me. I remember one time she locked her keys in her car, and I acted like it was the goddamn end of the world. I was, I like, was yelling at her, told her, you know, why did you do that? Now all your, you know, you're putting your 
because her purse was in the car. I was like, hopefully your stuff doesn't get stolen. And I just was a real dumb dick about it. And there was a few other things that were just minor. Just, and it, a lot of it was in that relationship. And the only reason I thought about it was because I spent a lot of time thinking about the things I did wrong in that relationship. And it had occurred to me that, yeah, a lot of the time I will overreact to very small things. And when I thought about that, I realized, yeah, don't, it's, it's the, it's the old, um, saying, don't cry over spilt milk because it can get cleaned up. It's, there's no point in overreacting to small things because everything is fixable. Like the small things like this fixable. Hey, guess what? She locked her keys in the car. It didn't occur to me in that moment. It's okay. I have, I have tools that I can unlock your car with. I could have done it that night. The next day, we went down there. I opened her car. Didn't cost us anything. Wasn't a big deal. There was zero reason for me to overreact to that situation. Much like the spilled coffee. Fortunately for me, I work at a place that cleans cars. Now, was I pissed in a, in a moment? Yeah. But I took the lesson I learned. I calmed myself down and I said, look, it's all right. It's going to be okay. See, now... I overreacted because I like nice things. I like my things to be nice. So when something like this happens, a spill, something breaks, I tend to get a little upset because I I like to have nice things. But like I said, I stopped. I relaxed. I was like, hey, we're going to fix this and it's going to be fine. No big deal. I took, I finished my breakfast. I took my car over to work shampooed the seat, cleaned everywhere that there was a spill, and it's fine. There's no stain. Nothing sticky. It kind of smells like caramel still. But hey, there's worse things that the car could smell like. And the, and it'll eventually go away. The smell will eventually go away. And I thought about it that day. I was like, hey, I finally got one of those moments where you, you you know I'm faced with a situation where I could overreact or I could just decide this isn't worth overreacting to let's just fix the problem and I did and guess what my day wasn't ruined anymore and that was one of the best feelings ever realizing my day could have been ruined by that scenario. Instead, I chose to change that feeling by resolving the issue. And all of a sudden, my day wasn't ruined anymore. So that's your lesson for the week. That's what I hope you take home with you. Don't sweat the small things. Everything is fixable. I mean, I'm, you just got to look at it that way. 
There's no point in getting mad that you broke a cup. Hey, but you can buy another one. There's no reason to get upset that you stained your carpet. You can clean it. Even if things are damaged and it's going to be expensive, you can still fix it. It's just whether or not you want to fix it. You know? I mean, yeah, there are things that are bigger that, that are a bigger pain in the ass. And I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about the small stuff, really. You, you break a window. You can replace it. I'm just talking about the small stuff. There's no reason to let the small stuff get to you. Now, when we talk about bigger things that, that may upset us, that may get us, you know, that may ruin our days, that's a different story. Those, those take other... That, that takes some more time to, uh, to come back from. But when it comes to the small things, don't let that ruin your day. Shake it off. Fix it. Move past it. And you're good. If, if you're somebody who, who some small thing just upsets you and ruins your day and you do nothing to fix it, you just choose to have a bad day, well, what the hell? That, that seems so annoying. Or not annoying. That seems so uh, ignorant to do that. So that's your lesson for the day. Don't sweat the small things. Oh, let's see. Well, we still got a little time here. I wasn't sure if I was going to get to this or not. So, let's end with this. Um, I've been noticing a lot of videos that pop up in my... Uh, like on my Facebook feed and stuff like that. Or in my YouTube. Like, basically what the algorithm has decided I enjoy watching. And as it turns out... Apparently, I really enjoy watching nail videos. Like women doing their nails or even hair videos like people people cutting hair or people dyeing hair. That's one of the things I really apparently enjoy watching. And honestly, I do. There, there's something about just like the fine details of doing somebody's nails or cutting hair or like coloring hair. There's something about it that like intrigues me. And well, let's be honest. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't have either of those. I don't have hair to cut. I don't have hair to dye. So therefore, I find interest in it because it's something I can't do or it's something that I can't like have done to me. Same with nails. That's not something I do. That's not something I really want to do necessarily to myself. But it is, it's interesting and enjoyable to watch somebody else do that. That's not my world. So to see that and to get, kind of get into that, that, uh, that interests me. Some other things that I noticed are popping up in there. Um, like the craft ones where uh, people are like restore like restoration things uh when people restore stuff that's a big one or like the craft videos that crafty panda or whatever it's called that's that pops up in my stuff all the time it's really enjoyable to see somebody create and just like watch the process of things being built watch the process of things being restored 
it's very enjoyable kind of it's very satisfying and it's and i think a lot of that a lot of the reason i'm into that is because that's stuff i want to do or things that i i would be interested in doing but i just don't do a lot so i think that's a lot of reason why that pops up or at least why i'm interested in that um what else there was um I was, oh, I was going to say, also, enough with the epoxy, okay? I get it. It's a big fad, it's a big fad right now, this epoxy resin stuff. Seen enough of that. It's, it's cool. It's enjoyable to watch. It is satisfying. But Jesus, enough. Let's do something different now. Okay, we did the epoxy thing. Let's try something else. Also, on top of the videos that I enjoy watching, I also like the comedy stuff. Like, obviously, you know, I, I like comedy video, I like comedy podcasts and things like that. I like to laugh. So, I like the curations, like, you know, the compilation ones of like prank videos or like people getting scared or like epic fails, things like that. Um, what else pops up in there? Uh, just, just like funny TikToks, things like that. I like those things. Those really, these are a lot of the things that like cycle through my, my video curation that just kind of are due to the algorithm based on just what I like to watch apparently. Now, let me tell you the opposite. These are some of the things that I absolutely hate watching. First, I hate prank videos where they're obviously set up. There's there's a few of these. And and these are like viral guys. I don't know who their names are or anything like that, but I'm sure you've seen them. I don't know any I don't know them by name. But they're like viral people and you could always tell when a prank is like pre-set up and it's so obvious like the way that they're filming it. And, like, the reactions. Like, these people are not good actors. It's like, how could you not know that that was happening kind of thing? They're just obviously being pranked. And their reactions are much less than what they should be. So that annoys me. I don't like that. Another thing. I hate videos where it's, like, a three-minute-long video... And the thing you're waiting for to happen is in the last 10 seconds of the video. It's like 2 minutes and 50 seconds of like nothing happening. It's just like the the build up. And then a 10 second um for for the for the what you've been waiting for the whole time. Prank that there's prank videos that are like that. There's fucking just I I don't know. I I there's a lot of videos that are like that. It's like watch what happens when when this dog sees his owner for the first time, and it's literally just a dog sitting there for you know two minutes. I don't know. Just little. That's that's a bad example, but there's videos like that. Hate them. Hate them because just get to the point. I don't need the whole build up. 
I don't need all that. Just show me what happens. Just show me the thing, the, the thing that I'm here to see. Nobody cares about the buildup. Everybody cares about the thing. Wh whatever your title is, let that be the video. If it says, watch what happens when girl gets pranked by... When girl sees dead body, like fake dead body in the trunk of her car. Don't show me her... Uh, don't show the car for 30 seconds. Then show her come up and like... Put her groceries in the back seat... And then she's going to go to get in the trunk. And then somebody's talking to her. And she she gets distracted. And she goes talk to them. And then there's always the text that says. Uh, she leaves to go put the cart back. And then, and then she comes back to the trunk. And then like is on her phone for fucking a minute. Just wait. Just wait. And then she opens the trunk and the guy pop, or she sees the, the fake dead body and she freaks out and runs away. And that's the end! Not only was what I was waiting for not that entertaining, I didn't need the whole three minutes of her walking around the goddamn vehicle. Show me the thing. Whatever the caption is, just cut to that. Don't care about the rest. It's not necessary that you keep that in the video. I don't need all that. Nobody needs all that. People's attention spans are so small. How many people either just skip to the end, which is why not just have that be it, or just say, fuck it, I'm not watching this video. That's what I do. I say, I don't even care. I look at that and I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. I don't care to see her reaction. Next? You don't get my view. You decided to do that? You decided to waste my time? Nah. You don't get my view. See ya. I also hate the these videos where people are like don't say anything. They're just holding the signs and then they move a card one thing at a time. That shit is so stupid. Just say the thing. Say what you're saying on the cards. Why are you sitting there in silence and just moving the cards? And it's like always like two or three words. So I got to sit here and read now? Got to read your whole fucking story for two and a half minutes? Get out of here. I want to read. Just tell me the thing. Sum it up in ten seconds. Or like... I saw one the other day where they were, like, surprising this guy with money. And they had him, like, read the signs one at a time. We know you've been going through a hard time. Next. So we decided to do something for you. You do a great job at this school. And all the kids like it. It's like, Jesus, just say, here's a check for $2,500. Thanks for doing a good job. We appreciate it. Done. Video's over. Guy cries. Didn't need all the signs. Quit wasting paper. Lastly. 
The ones that I don't like are cringe videos. Anything that's cringe, anything that makes me like, you know, I don't know, just weird interactions, things like that. And one of the worst ones in this category are like caught cheating, like the caught cheating videos where they're like, I don't know, um, they, they, they caught the, uh, other person texting somebody and they already know and then they like make it seem like they're gonna do something nice for them like oh I bought you a present and they're like what why are you being so nice today and then they hand them the thing and they open it and it says I know you cheated or it's like a bunch of pictures of the text with the guy I'm like oh I hate this like I get it you're getting your just desserts but I just I hate those kind of like confrontational rea like videos where you know like there's confrontation involved or just any kind of cringe man just it doesn't matter if it's cringe count me out I'm not into it there's something about it that just it makes me uncomfortable and I don't need that in my life so I don't like them cringe Keep that cringe away from me. Right on. Well, I think that'll do it for us today. Thank you for tuning in. Always do appreciate that. Um, next week is the 50th episode. Okay? I am so excited. I've been waiting for this, honestly, for months. I've known... I've already had it planned out. I got a lot of fun stuff planned got two I'm gonna have two guests and they better not fucking flake out on me two great guests it's gonna be an epic episode and I got some fun stuff planned for it so make sure you tune in to the 50th episode it's gonna be awesome next week okay gotta make sure I put that out there as always please make sure to follow like, share, and subscribe. All the jazz. Especially because we got the 50th episode next week. So you guys stay tuned for that. Um, don't hoard gas. Don't be selfish. Make sure you put the car in park. Always put the car in park. Kill as many bugs as you possibly can. For my sake. Please. Kill them all. And um, don't sweat the small things, guys. Don't sweat the small things. Thank you all very much. I do appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great week. And we'll see you next time. And as always, don't forget. Life's a garden. Dig it.